Hey peeps, this is my podcast from midnight-ish um, and very late night-ish, if I could really make a point here to say. And uh, yeah, peeps, if you're receiving this app on this app, my uh, current podcast, it's because, you know, it, I, I pretty much fell asleep. Podcast and I was just like, well, I forgot to post it, so I better just do it. And in the morning, I finally realized, oops, forgot to post it. <laughs> so sorry about that, peeps. Sometimes you know it happens. You get tired, and then you forget, and then yeah, pretty much that happened. And I didn't really see this coming. <laughs> so uh, enjoy this uh, almost forty-minute-long podcast. So sorry about that, peeps. My apologies, but yeah. Just want to put that out there before you get into listening to this and after hearing the commercial from Anchor and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah. Just don't want to be But I'm pretty much giving you a, a preview before you get to get, get into the whole 40 minutes long and blah. And stuff. And blah, blah, blah. And more Hey peeps, it's me again with Rosie Says here. I just had to re-record my recording because uh, an inconveniencing uh, advertisement on YouTube kind of like uh, blotted itself open and was like, oops, this is not what I was trying to do. No, 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 we're not listening to bullcrap and we're not interested in those marketing market ads. It's just like, no way, ma'am or sir. Anyways, peeps, I just wanted to chime in to tell you, so far this is week two of three of this post-COVID vaccine for my Pfizer for the first in the round of two shots. Um, so far, nothing to report, any pain or anything. Nope, not a, not really. As you know, peeps, I did make my promise that I was going to report every Tuesday till my next shot, and I'll also be doing it every Tuesday again after those shots for probably after this one into mid-July or mid-June possibly I'll end talking about what happened to me on the Pfizer shot but till then I'm just going to be updating as scheduled so I'm letting you know so far nothing to report the first round initially was pretty much um Sequester to the first round, so that means something, people. It means this, peeps. It was gonna happen, it happened. Unfortunately, the pain was just minimal, and fortunately for me, that was awesome because that's exactly what I thought it was gonna be like. And also, peeps, I don't know if you've been hearing this lately, but a bunch of idiot people, you know, the saying conspiracy, conspiracy shits, you know, those people that are trying to basically pushed uh, hysteria over vaccine shots and just trying to push their propaganda mindset of uh, trying to do scare tactics and scare people into this stuff. The thing is, it's okay to report on things like side effects on why it can affect you, and that is actually okay to listen because 
every concern should matter. You see, that's not mass hysteria. That's just pointing out some inconsistencies with the shots, which is fine because that means they'll start improving the vaccines better for certain individuals that can't seem to accept it because they probably failed to take a physical of any sort, blood testing, and also they have to pretty much remember that part of their genealogy might be affected by whatever they put in themselves because they actually might hamper their genealogy because their genealogy is why some of these people are having side effects and stuff. So that's the things people don't really want to talk about is that people, since we're all different worldwide globally and we're not all the same race of people like we used to be, our ancestors eons ago, we all pretty much have different variations on how it affects us. So this is why you're seeing all this bullcrap. And I talked to my mother about this earlier. We had a very good long talk about anti-vaxxer crap and all the facts that people are just trying to plead to the general public why not to vaccinate. But they're not telling them why not to vaccinate. They're just saying just don't vaccinate. Are they saying it because for real legitimized reasons like there's these constant episodes of people on news segments having a reaction over a shot because by an accidental unfortunate mishap but they're not reporting why you shouldn't take it at all period they're just going on some type of parallel type of mental universe of some sort pretty much using their very vivid imagination and saying well that's why you shouldn't take it because we're telling you so I say take it anyways because odds are most of you are taking other things in your body and people inside you and uh, none of you don't want to say anything about that. And that's something we should be telling people not to do, not, not to push sexual, you know, intimacy around like that. We shouldn't be even ingesting other things. And people are not even growing their own food. So I don't know why you're freaking much harping on a fucking vaccination. If you're so okay going to a supermarket buying food full of basically gmo stuff anyways. Even things that say they're organic are probably not. And you're still ingesting that shit. Okay? Come to terms with yourself, people, and realize you're just being idiots. Okay? Plain and simple. And I'm going to tell you, it's a dumb thing hearing people bitch about stuff that doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm just like, really? You're going to bitch about that stuff for reals? How about just bitch about things that actually make more sense? Like, talk about things that are going to help you and be useful. Or do what I do and just report on actual every side effect or even no effect like I've been doing here on my podcast. To make my point... (laughs) basically become the paramount of your perceptive thoughts if you're still waging over is it going to be a yay or nay for the vax shot i'm just going to say to you that's on you and also at the end of the day your food and your bills are going to become a priority soon and if that's the case you're just going to have to weigh the pros and the cons on this one and just flip a coin on that and realize, do I want to be, you know, unemployed forever? Do I want to have to actually be forced to have a farm and grow my own food from scratch? Because unless you're willing to do that, like some people around this nation, like those, uh, I, I don't know, those people, like the Amish people, for example, yeah, those people, they've been living basically without any technology, any interference, and they've been able to live their life very peaceably. 
And they've been doing everything like the old ways for like what hundreds of years and stuff. And we also come also some of us in our families in this nation. Some of them come from indigenous roots, and some of them even live on indigenous ways. And you might have to even learn that too. And like I said, people, if you actually have the money, the luxury, the collateral to actually afford these type of things, like having a farm and shit like that, I would say take advantage of that if that's your thing. Because if that's what you're going to be doing and live off of growing food and farming animals and basically living like a farmer's way of life, then that might be just what you're going to have to do if you're going to totally, you know, avoid the shot like that. Uh, I'm just going to say, you're better left next time because apparently one famous, not so in the news right now famous, Bill Gates we're talking about here, he's been buying up all the fucking land. And it makes me think, you know, it's going to be very hard for people to own even a patch of dirt or land because now we got people with more money than me and you beating us to the punch. And what does that say about our wallets? Man, that fucking sucks. And that's what I'm saying, people. You're just going to have to understand this. Unless you actually already attained a lifestyle where you're able to pay everything on time, mortgages, bills, whatever, and able to have a good paying job, and able to live on the farm, and able to do things in life where you're able to maintain both a high paying job and living the farm style life, then I say, hey, that's more to you. More power to you as well. But just don't rag on others who want to vaccinate and want to go back to their lives. I'm not saying this to be mean. I'm just saying this to make a point. How long do you want to tell yourself, I don't want to be vaccinated, you realize things are just going to be like this? And by the way, no, the government is not trying to inconvenience you. You're inconveniencing yourselves. In fact, you're the only ones that are holding yourselves back. This is why... The nation is still not out of the freaking, you know, coronavirus because of hesitancy of people not doing what's right. Wearing their mask when it's needed and prompted to when asked. And, well, taking the vaccination shots. What I realized why I took my shot is when I heard last month by my mom, at the end of last month she told me and confessed that my own family being big chickens, people around my 30 years of age and under, they just didn't want to take it because of the same shit that we're dealing with here on this side of the border. And they were telling me, through my mom, they were telling her this is why they're not doing it. And to me, I thought that was just annoying as fuck, because I'm like, really? This is why? Okay, oh my god, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to see what happens. So pretty much I volunteered myself to just be like what you would probably quote unquote say is a guinea pig. But really, I'm going to prove to you guys all this hysteria about this vaccination is just really overly proportionate and dumb. And this is my way of proving a point that you guys are just trying to do something that just doesn't make any sense and making it big than it really isn't. But, you know, for people who are so pressed on not wanting to get a vaccination shot... You guys were so not worried about wearing a mask and was bitching about why you think wearing a mask is just too much. I can just say, yeah, maybe don't wear a mask when you're by yourself in your car. Don't wear your mask if you don't really need it, if there's nobody around that long. I understand that. And just don't wear it when you're at home. Simple. But if you're going to be around a bunch of people, and they're not going to tell you nothing, they probably won't even say why they don't have their mask on they won't even tell you when they even got vaccinated because they probably even didn't and i'm just i'm saying 
And if they did, they're just trying to protect myself, themselves, like myself, a little more with a little more confidence, okay? And in fact, you know what? After this vaccination stuff is over with and stuff, and everyone else is supposedly returned to normal, and then we supposedly somehow achieve herd immunity, I probably won't even want to leave my mask on. In fact, I'm probably going to keep it as an accessory because lately, that's what's making me feel so comfortable lately. You know, when I go out, I don't have to wear my sunglasses much anymore. And I found out something with that. People don't recognize me much wearing a mask. And for me, I actually like that more because that means I don't have to worry about dealing with people I don't want to talk to. And what I love about the mask, it pretty much cuts to the point. If I don't want to talk to someone, I just don't have to. I can look away and I don't have to even turn my face. Because they'll say, oh, she's wearing a mask, so she probably has corona. No, I just don't want to talk to you guys because I hate people. Sometimes I do. I hate people sometimes. And sometimes it's necessary because you know what? People like that deserve it. Because some people, you know, you just sometimes don't even want to talk to anybody. You just want to be by yourself and you just want to have your life to yourself and just feel nice and feel so rich and good. And to me, wearing a mask is not really like a muzzle. And to me, it's more like it's a good excuse to not talk to unwanting creepy and unapproachable people I don't want to deal with. You see, the real reason why I was wearing my sunglasses and wearing my earpieces for my wireless hair headset was because I was trying to avoid talking to people by any means necessary. When I'm out in the public, I really don't want to talk to anybody. I was really doing what we call the social distancing. By wearing my headphones, wearing my sunglasses, paying attention only to my phone and not to anybody, I really pretty much, uh, pretty much did what the word and the phrasing actually meant. And I actually like it. To be fair, I love it. It'd be a shame that I'll be the probably few people that'll still glamorize wearing a mask all the time and still love it. Because you know what? What came out of mask was came out of cool, fresh styles, which I thought was nice. You know what was weird before the pandemic happened? I was actually looking into buying masks because I actually wanted to wear one. For an aesthetic, to be honest. That and some, like, long arm, you know, warmers. Maybe some thigh-high socks for a plus-size women's size, too, if it's possible. And that's something I actually was dreaming about wearing because I, I kind of look at it, like, as a cool aesthetic. And I'm like, that should happen. That would be nice. I would love it. Especially during, like wintry times or fall times and cool temperatures like right now which is oddly weirdly happening it's almost approaching the end of may here and pretty soon summer's pretty much like right around the corner and it's like wow it hasn't been too hot for spring which i'm really elated and excited about but still you know i've been staying at home inside anyways i've been sort of just like you know huddling inside kind of like hibernating in here if you will and I kind of feel comfortable like that I just don't really feel any discomfort and I I think I got too comfortable because lately I've been hanging out mostly in the in the kitchen mostly and recently as of starting last week now in the living room because now it looks like a, a livable living room and that adorable little window I told you guys about on my uh, TikTok account. Oh my god, yeah. I really like that little window. It's adorable. <laughs> kind of wish I had a little window like that. 
but I have a big enough window, you know. Not small, but cute. I just kind of found it unnecessary where they had it in the living room just like that. I just thought, like, you know, it should have been, like, in the same area where the other two windows that are facing each other, right by the so-called front door that's pretty much facing the park. I felt like that should have been, like, in that wall instead of where it was at. I felt like that was so weird. But I guess that's just how they want to design this apartment. So I guess that's just not me. I guess it's just them, huh? But anyways, peeps, I'm just telling you. That's what I'm going to miss about um, wearing a mask is because it was such a relief to me. And it was just nice to wear aesthetically. I could just say when it comes to walking long distances and doing anything with athleticism, it would be annoying. It would be very hard to breathe, and I would hate it. But I really like the designs that came with it. So, personally, people, I actually will miss wearing the mask. But that doesn't mean I'm going to have to put it away necessarily. And like one, um, some of the news I was hearing lately, as of like last week, I heard that maybe we have to make a habit. Some of us, and I'm going to probably do this myself because I get really sick easily. Um, maybe I'll have to wear my mask during spring and the fall and winter because my nose gets super sensitive with the climates and with sinuses and, uh, flu season. It always hits me like a ton of bricks. So I would have to pretty much arm myself with that stuff and then, you know, maybe just not wear it during the summer because honestly, who the fuck would want to wear that during the summer? It's just too fucking hot, okay? Let's just get real. And that's how it's going to be. I mean, it's just going to be we just don't wear it in the summer. We'll just wear it during the fall, winter, and spring because apparently sinuses is a thing and having to be sick easily during the fall and winter time is a bitch. And I could tell you this. Yes, it is. And also, you would actually want to wear a mask during the fall and wintery time and early springtime anyways, because I'll tell you why. When it's cold and your nose is one of the sensitive areas besides ears and fingers that get really cold easily, you would thank yourself later for that because it will shield you for the time being and also keep you nice and toasty. That's the nice thing about having that. I'm not trying to endorse masks here, but, you know, peeps, I'm just saying it's just something to consider. Like, you know, make it a habit during, you know, seasonal flu time, seasonal sinuses during springtime with the allergies, and then the seasonal wintery time continued flu season part two. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, peeps, just think of it like that. Like, have the mask at the ready during the cold once and early springtime I guess weeks before it really comes into real spring like like where we are right now and it's like not needed anymore and the and the you know the allergens are like winding down and stuff I would say yeah you definitely want to have you know those masks handy because you know like I was learning from Dr. Oz's show you know I learned not to have my hair all out in spring because I found out through the hair follicles and apparently hairspray or mousse or whatever, sometimes the dander from some of these pollen-infested plants, they kind of land on your hair and then they mess up with your sinuses. So I learned to have my hair pulled back and wear a hat because of that. 
And to me, it's just adding more armor for myself and for awesome preparedness. And also, you know, pretending to be like a ninja all day is pretty cool too. So I'm just saying, it's pretty rad when you think about it. But anyways, peeps, I probably would go on ranting about why you should wear a mask, convince you why to wear the damn shot, telling you why these conspiracy shits need to take their freaking conspiracy hysteria of anti-vaccinate out of their asses, but I, I just don't think I have time for that. I'm just saying, peeps. Just saying. I just, after seeing a post on Whisper today about supposedly a chick named Becky, and this is just a random, uh, you know, just a random thing to put out there to make a point. I don't think it's to, to all women who are named Rebecca or Becky or whatever. I think it's just to make a generalization and make a point that, hey, if you're willing to have sex with a stranger... And put things inside you, foreign objects and bad food and all that kind of stuff, then why bitch and make a fuss about taking a vaccination shot? I mean, clearly they're making a point because I'm like, are you guys wusses of the needle or something? Or not? Let's be honest. Let's talk about it, peeps. Are we fucking wusses about a shot? Because basically, if you just don't look at the direction where the needle's going, you probably won't see it. And I know people. Also, mostly when I say this, conspiracy shits, you know, have been ranting about why they think that they're doing all this desperation to get people to get vaccinated. It's just overdoing it. But it's like, you know, I think they made a good point because people having hesitancy, they had to pull all the strings and stuff together. And I understand why, because nobody likes to be forced and that's fine. But in the end... They're doing this for your own good. So, actually, the government is not inconveniencing you. They're inconveniencing themselves. Because they have to put their own money towards convincing you and I to take a shot that you're not willing to take because your guys are just basically a bunch of wusses. I mean, and I'm saying to those who have not had any uh, scary stories about reactions from previous vaccinations. I'm not talking about those people. Those people are not wusses. They have every right to be apprehensive because what happened to them is something that they had to talk with their medical professionals and doctors with because that's something between, you know, the whole HIPAA practice. They can't say shit about you or they can't talk about your personal uh, issues aloud and it's a pr- privacy thing. And that's understandable why, you know, you have to be on the defense of this stuff because it makes sense. See, this is what happened to me when I went to Rite Aid on the 4th of this month. Yeah, it was May the 4th when I got my vaccination shot of my set of two shots from Pfizer vaccination, by the way. And I could tell you this. You know, they do ask you questions prior to getting your shot. If you have any, like, history of illnesses they need to know about. Like, if you were, like, my mom's uh, side of the family, which my mom is, you know, what I come from as well. Um, And they have a history of heart-related issues because... I had a cousin that had like heart back surgery and then I had my mom pass out thyroid disease and hypertension issues and apparently it sort of runs in the family and it's something that's just kind of like really bad. So yeah, that's how it's able to be determined by the Rite Aid staff who are also part-time, you know, pharmacists. 
and they were able to determine what shot I was eligible for just because of things like that. You see, when you're not telling people what is going on with your family tree or what is going on with you, you're not giving them signals. They might give you something that you probably don't even need or want. You know, I was really scared about the Johnson & Johnson one because I know since my mom already had heart-related issues, I was worried that because supposedly myself, I, I'm, I supposedly have pre-hypertension, something like that. According to, um, I guess a decade ago, I went to the hospital because uh, I was having some family problems and it turned into like some physical altercations and then a nurse told me I was having some type of like heart racing or something like that. And then that's what she pretty much murmured to me saying I had some type of like pre-hypertension and stuff. So it was for those reasons why I paid attention to that and I applied that to what I was talking to and and who I was telling them before I got my shot and I was able to get the Pfizer one, thank goodness. I was hoping it was going to be the same like my mom's because she got the Moderna, but it turns out it wouldn't have mattered because the Pfizer was just just as good as the Moderna. I'm not saying if it was better, but I'm just saying it's just as good, you know. It was at least better than the Johnson & Johnson option because that was just, oh, hell no for me. And then I went to solvehealth.org and I was able to look and track via Google, putting the city, putting the correct locations of where I was going to get a shot at Rite Aid and I found out the one nearest to my home here by um, Smart and Final, that Rite Aid on Johnson Avenue. I was able to find out, which is not far from where I live currently right now, I was able to find out that they were offering both the Pfizer, I don't know if they offered the Johnson, but I think it was just the Pfizer because it just said that over there. And I have to probably come back to you guys on the next podcast to determine if that was the case because I, I really I can't really remember right now. But I know that's the one I got because that's what the one they said was Pfizer on that ride in particular, right by Smart Final here in town here. And uh, yeah, I, I got that one. And so far, I really can't complain. I, I really can't. I just will tell you this. The day when I got it on the 4th, that night, I didn't take a bath. I didn't do much of anything. I didn't even take a sleeping pill. But I had a lot of serious arm pain. They did say to not take any over-the-counter stuff on that shot. And they also did say on there that you could take, like, maybe ibuprofen for, like, the swelling of the muscle. And I said, no, I gotta just let this naturally do its thing. And then I'll just naturally just back off and not put any weight on it or do nothing. Just leave it alone. And I hoisted my arm up. And I propped it on the side. And I normally don't sleep on my right side of my body. I always sleep on my left side facing like my pillows and a wall. But this time, I basically did the same thing. But I actually faced the opposite of the other new wall. And I faced that direction. And that's what happened. I faced that direction. And I was able to sleep mildly comfortable. Nothing to complain about too much. And I was able to um, register with uh, with, uh, vsafe.org. 
and I was able to tell them my experience with this. And so far, like I did today, I let them know how I felt, if it, I was reporting good, and I was just feeling good. And I did even that today. I just reported to them, I'm feeling good, and that was it. And I was just on my way today. And I haven't been asked for a report since because the last third Tuesday, it was just once, and I didn't get much of a text after that one. And now they're waiting for my second vaccination to report, which won't happen until next week, of course, on Tuesday. So tune in next week, guys, on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, or Wednesday night, Thursday morning, around that time, because that's usually when I post my podcast anyways, around that night time-ish area. And I'll let you guys know what happened to me, how's it going, because I'm putting this information out there for whoever is listening to this and might have to convince themselves, okay, might have to get off my ass. I have to probably realize I can't be scared anymore and I got to just convince myself somehow why I need to take this shot and why it doesn't really matter. And I'm going to tell you it, it could outweigh the cons because the pro is you're just going to get it over with anyways. I will tell you the feeling of the shot was like so much stronger than the usual vaccination shot I received for like the usual influenza shots for like the flu seasons and stuff. The feeling of the soreness on the arm is very real. That was because that was the serum, the vaccination that was working in that very arm to spread out through the entire body to give me that so-called protection. So I'm just telling you peeps, that's what you kind of probably feel more than likely. Unless, like I said, you have to make sure you know your history of your family tree. Gotta do a physical exam. Gotta do some blood testing. And you gotta ask your family members, what did they suffer? Because the more information you gather on your family's history of ailments and stuff like that, that they went through and suffered and what it might mean to your genealogy, that might help you outweigh and determine what shot you shall get because of what you just had to discover because what you're going to endure might be a good or about to become a bad outcome. So if you put that in perspective, people, you're really saving yourself and saving a life at the same time. At the same time, you might be a great, you know, example to help others in the same situation as you. So that's what I'm telling people. That's why I'm doing these podcasts. Because I'm trying to give you the real truth here. I'm trying my best to be as honest as I openly can. Because I know other people are not going to encourage you to take a shot like the way I do it. But I want you to take it because it's not because I don't want you to be left out of this Vax life. Because this is one of my journeys and it can be yours too. If you just take the time to consider it. And say, you know what, I want a journey to the Vax life. I want to know what that was like pre-pandemic times again i want to journey back to that i know i might not get a loved one back from it but i know in their stead in their honor i could do what's right for them even for myself today and that's what i want you to take away from this peeps as you're listening to this beautiful background soothing music and crashing waves on a sandy beach that could be what you're going to be listening to once you get that vax life back and that's what i'm hoping to get back to A return to normancy and to a beach with a bouncy, bubbly vibrations and hopefully a boardwalk to boot. Because I need to go get on some rides, you know. 
eat some of that county fair like corn dogs and stuff like that i need that i am waiting to return to that part of that shit i can't wait and i hope you can't either and so for this podcast i'm gonna leave you with because i kind of want to watch some news right now and eat uh, a snacky i bought from popeyes today which is like a strawberry creme filled cream cheese you know i don't want to get that cold so yeah and it's already almost gonna be one in like 20 minutes or less soon so yeah i better probably wrap this shit up other than that peeps thanks for listening as always this is rosie says and i'll catch you on the flip side if not see you next podcast and uh i'll try to be more often on my podcast when i can but if you can't find me there you'll possibly find me on twitter if i'm not getting suspended again maybe on tiktok Hopefully that doesn't become a trend of being suspended. I'm probably not going to be much on my Instagram much because I haven't been on there lately. (laughs) Been kind of MIA, if you know what I mean. But I am trying to return back to Snapchat. Trying to figure out how to put my Bumble uh, app together and Snapchat. Because, you know, Bumble has three options. You can do it for careers, for dating, and for friends. But since I don't want to do any dating or career boosting of any kind right now, Unless it's necessary, which I'm probably reconsidering that to be a professional thing. I might have to look into that. Otherwise, I'm going to be on Bumble for friends. So, yep, nothing but the friends around here. Till everyone reaches herd immunity. Everyone is fully vaccinated. I am not putting myself in the dating scene. That is just suicide at that point. I'm sorry, Pete. I had to say it like that. It's a deadly (laughs) no man's land right now. You know, coronavirus edition. I just can't. I just can't right now. It's just too much. It would just be too much. So thanks again, Pete, for listening. Okay. See you next podcast.